Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we're talking about winning the war over your body. It's doubtful anyone listening to the show would say no to being trimmer or more muscular or just having more energy and vitality. Most of you probably make efforts to eat healthy and get some exercise, but are you getting the results that you want? It increasingly just seems that people are more frustrated than grateful for the status of their body and their health and their energy is what I hear so much of. It gets a feeling like, is our body the enemy? Is it betraying you? So if you resonate with any of those feelings, you're going to get great value from this show. My guest is Angelo Polly, an internationally recognized expert in fitness and nutrition. He's the founder of MetPro. It's the world's first algorithm-based transformation engine. It uses a process called metabolic profiling, analyzing your metabolism, and it provides an individual approach to obtaining your health goals. So Angelo has spent much of his career as a motivational speaker. He's been featured on TEDx Chico, where he discussed his own achievement in overcoming obstacles after recovering from a crippling injury uh, that saw him on a cane for nine years. You'll hear about that in the show. So Angelo brought to light just a whole new way of thinking about health and fitness and weight loss and his 20 years of educating the masses and challenging generalized health guidance. Uh, Polly has become one of the most celebrated and desired body transformation exports in the world. So in this show, he'll explain why you're not getting the results you want. And I guarantee it'll make sense. And he does not tell you what to eat, uh, what exercise to use, or what magic supplement to take. Uh, Ziggler listeners can receive their own complimentary metabolic evaluation and a 30-minute one-on-one consultation with a metabolic expert by going to metpro.co slash Ziggler and click get started. A coach at MetPro will review your answer and respond to any questions you may have and discuss ways MetPro can support your weight loss and performance goals. Uh, you can claim the offer. Just go to metpro.co slash Ziggler, click get started, and you can take that profile. And yes, I am knee deep in this process as a client, and it is significant. Well, of all the info that's out there on you, Angelo, the statement from you that intrigued me initially was that there is a war going on between our lifestyle and our physiology. I, I love that. I mean, here on the Ziegler show, and I'd say, you know, in personal and business development overall, we tend to give, it feels like almost exclusive attention to the war going on between our lifestyle and our very selves and our, our psychology. So I like your perspective on the physiology. So give us a snapshot of the war you're talking about here. It's a battle. Everybody out there is, they want to get better. And there's a trick to that. The greatest, and this is one of my mentors uh, shared this with me that has just always resonated. One of the greatest human motivators is progress. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working with people, when my company is coaching people, when I'm talking with uh, leaders, executive CEOs or any, any walk of life you come from, there's a common denominator. Everyone wants to see progress, whether it be their health, fitness, lifestyle, energy, performance, you name it. They want to see progress. And if they can even get a monikim of that, then they're in, they're willing to take that next step. And, and, and that's really what this is all about. Okay. It's interesting you say that because I tend to come from a perspective of, of, of desire. You know, what are your, yeah, it's Ziggler, you know, what are your goals? What are your desires? What are your visions? And yet 
uh, I'm now four years enmeshed in the, uh, you know, health and wellness, even from a medical side. And on there, I found myself, I don't know if I want to say frustrated, that sounds negative, uh, but seeing that people tend to respond, it feels like they tend to respond more to pain than desire. And I'm curious there, even with your, now I get you on continuing. And when I see progress, man, I get, I get ant. But when people first come to you, is it generally from a, Hey, I have a desire to reach this goal, less weight, more uh, muscle or whatever, or are they often, you know, they're having a pain from somewhere or, or they're frustrated from somewhere. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. So the first thing that we look at is really there's five basics that we kind of rapid fire. And the very first one is goal setting. Mm -hmm. And I have done a lot of writing on this on why I prefer values over goals and the long-term impact. But just from a goal setting standpoint, that's the first uh, point of contact our clients have with their coach is almost a reverse goal setting because everybody comes to me and says basically the same thing. There's always outliers, of course, but uh, basically I already know what you want to accomplish. You want to get stronger, have more energy, get faster, get leaner, lose a few pounds, improve your performance. Everybody wants those things. A effectively managed goal setting strategy session isn't about necessarily determining what you want to accomplish. It's determining what items were okay with pushing to the back burner. So we have enough focus and specificity on the one or two things that really rise to the top to move the dial forward and to see that progress. And sometimes that comes back to exactly what you're saying. Where's the biggest pain point? Yeah. Let's address those. What do we really want to accomplish? Case in point, you know, I'll get some people who come to me and say, okay, here's what I want. I want more energy. I want better performance. I want to get a little stronger and I want to drop 20 pounds. Great. It's important for you to know the programming that I'm going to develop for you, the training, the nutrition, the strategy, the next steps are going to look completely different. If you say getting stronger and having more energy and better performance in the gym and in life is my number one priority Mm -hmm. versus if you say, Hey, look, I got this event in, you know, 22 days and I need to be down 15 pounds. Those are two totally different strategies. And oh, by the way, they're both fine. There's no right or wrong. It's a matter of knowing what we're doing when we first jump into it. So that's the first of our kind of five basics that we always look at. Okay. Well, I want to hit there because of course, anybody who goes to the website or looks at you is going to see that you've worked with, you know, celebrities and pro athletes and high profile executives. And yet I did go through a bunch of the testimonials and there's a lot of just, you know, regular people on there. And it seems like a common thread that I heard was, Hey, I was going along, you know, I felt fine. And then yada, yada, things caught up to me. And that was a term that I got. And that's what I, you know, of course, that's what I find in my own work that things caught up. And and unfortunately my experience is that catching up is happening at younger and younger ages, uh, which is disappointing. But, you know, even in looking, looking, so taking those folks as our avatar, I mean, where do you see, where is our physiological health? Why is it taking, or is it, I'll, I'll throw it to you. You're in, you're in message. Is it seem like it's taking more of a backseat? Uh, why or why not? 
So, uh, so we can go a number of different directions. There was a, there was a, actually a insurance uh, group in, out of the UK uh, some years back um, that ran some uh, data pools and analytics, and they learned that the average 18 to 24 year old spends about almost eight and a half in front of a uh, computer mm-hmm. or or mobile device. Now that doesn't talk about <clears throat> pardon TV time or things like that. Uh, and, and that was actually some years ago. Now I would say w- with just mobile technology and everything that's progressed, lifestyle has changed even more. So at younger and younger ages are um, requirements to multitask um, the, the bar for the effort that we have to put in and the specificity and focus we have to put into whatever we're focusing on um, really is driving people to struggle with that. Uh, you hear of work-life balance. Well, there's also health-life balance. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> that's really the second of the five basics that we look at. And people will laugh, but, you know, they're calling us up because, hey, I heard, you know, you guys uh, specialize in in uh, very specific coaching when it comes to nutrition or exercise. And here, my first conversation with with you, and you're asking me about my family, my work, my sleep schedule. Um, I thought we were going to talk food and, and exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> the lifestyle is really the key. And uh, the number one road, roadblock by far is not... I don't like to eat broccoli. I won't go to the gym. No, the number one roadblock for everyone. I've worked with almost 20,000 clients over my career. The number one roadblock is I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we really dive into the lifestyle. I want to know of your meals, which ones do you take solo? Which ones do you take socially? Which meals are with your family? Which meals are at work? which meals are you're going to eat out. All of those things are going to dramatically impact the strategy that we put together. If they don't, if we didn't consider those things, it's going to be a poor strategy. Yeah. So that's the first thing we're looking at. I need to know what's your schedule so we can figure out how you're going to fit fitness into your lifestyle, how we're going to anchor it to things in your schedule that don't move on a daily basis so we can be consistent with it. So the first, the the, rather the second thing after our, our goal setting strategy chat is I need to know, I need to know all about you. Yeah. I want to know your lifestyle. And then, and then we can put those pieces together and really help somebody with a, a smart strategy. Well, and I want to dig into what you just said there, though. It will, uh, I think it'll behoove everyone to know a little bit about you and where you came from. And, uh, yeah, you didn't fall out of the sky, uh, Thor, <laughs> everything all good and ready to go. And, uh, I heard a little bit about that in some of your videos and read some about that. So yeah, give a little context on why, cause I love, that's my favorite thing to know, or I should say I have favorites priority. I want to know who, why did you come to this? What was the catalyst? Why am I here? Yeah. Why did, what brought you to <laughs> uh, this focal point? You know, cause I, I know from a big <clears throat> vision standpoint, uh, you want to help people. You chose this methodology. Now I know if some of it came from your own journey. No, I think maybe I, I think I did fall out of the sky, Kevin. I got a bump on the well, back of my head. Granted. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I went through some challenging times. I was, I was in my early twenties, about 22, 23. And I, I suffered a um, fairly, fairly catastrophic uh, personal injury back, back injury. 
Um, years later, I, I had some pretty dramatic uh, surgical interventions and things that, that really did help out. But I, I walked with a cane for nine years. That's Not everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, in my local community here, I, I was known as the trainer with a cane, which is kind of a odd kind of dichotomy in it, uh, in itself. But I, I remember I was actually in line. I, I was in really bad straits and, and just thinking of throwing in the towel and this isn't the career path for me, uh, because of my circumstance and, mm-hmm. you know, pain, depression, despair, all the things that I, I, I went through it. And, uh, it really took some some soul searching to realize, hey, what I offer is it's not about you know dumbbells and reps. Uh, it's about knowledge because I've always been passionate about helping people transform, mm-hmm. improve their health, improve their fitness, change their body. And, and a little um, spoiler, I will definitely tell you that if an aesthetic change is part of the mix, the table stakes are higher. The, the strategy has to be even more on point. But um, I was always passionate about that, but I had to really overcome kind of my own challenges. And, and it really wasn't about the injury. It was about the mindset. Okay. Um, and I look back and, and in some ways there, there is a silver lining. In some ways I'm thankful for what I experienced because it forced me to focus on what is really the most critical pieces in helping somebody transform their life. And, uh, and those pieces were really evaluative, analytical, and then educational. Because what I find is by and large, there are exceptions, but by and large, most people are willing to put in work and, and to, to give a good effort. But they'll only do it if they understand the why what they can expect to see, where they are in the timeline, and, and circling back. They want to see progress. It has to make sense. And that's why I think so many people end up bailing on their personal goals of health and fitness is because they try some general good practices. There's a million strategies out there and good practices out there. But because it's too general, it's not specific enough or in the framework of a complete strategy they don't see a whole lot of change in a short amount of time. So they, they kind of, they drift back to their old habits with the right strategy. You, you can really transform. So during my whole journey of recovering and I did recover, I'm so thankful for that. Um, but it was, it was almost a decade. <clears throat> I, I actually remember the exact day I, I threw out the, the cane. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it, it was about a year out from my, my surgery and I was still recovering and, and, and walking with the cane. And I got a call from, uh, actually at that point it was the, the NFL MVP and that was such an honor. And, uh, I hadn't been personally training anyone. I was just doing the strategy behind it. And I said, you know, when and where, and I'll be there. I tossed out the cane and I said, I'm not going to move fast, but I'm going to do this. And, and I could have failed. And I think I could have lived with that. But I don't think I could have lived with not trying. Yeah. And so here I am today. And, and my passion is still teaching and helping people look at something in a different way, 
explore something new, learn something about themselves that they hadn't um, realized previously in the realm of health, fitness, nutrition, uh, and, and personal growth. I've had a blast working with the celebrities, getting re- them ready for a very particular part, and then being able to see them on you know primetime TV and the sitcoms and the you know whatnot. I've had a blast working with the ultra high level athletes who who are just you know breaking records and there's a lot. I I admit there's a lot of pride in that. I have so much fun with that. <clears throat> but the people that are still part of my life today, they're the ones that that come to me and, you know, their, their life was heading for shipwreck. They needed to lose a hundred, 150 pounds. These are the people that I have the tearful conversations with. And that even years after working together, um, we'll stay in touch with. And so I would say that, that, you know, and it doesn't need to be a weight loss journey. It could be any journey, but those people that it, it really transforms their lives in a more meaningful way. I think that, that those are the ones that touch me the most. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. So for those folks specifically, let's go with not the celebrities, not the mm-hmm. high-end athletes. For those folks, generally, what is the initial interest that they have? Are they coming to lose weight? Are they coming to gain muscle? Are they coming because they just don't feel so well? They want to get rid of the aches and pains and have, as you said multiple times, just more energy. Or did I miss one out of there? What's bringing people to the door for the most part? Yeah, that, that's it. But there's a critical component in addition to that. They're right. coming frustrated. Okay. So we are very rarely the first step. They've come to us after they've done the, the, the crash programs, the gimmicks, the, you know, the, they, they've tried all kinds of stuff. Now they've, you know, they've gained the weight, lost the weight, gained the weight, lost the weight, gained the weight. And they are, they're just fed up with this yo-yo cycle, not having something sustainable. So now they're coming and they're saying to me, I'm not looking for the quick fix because I know that isn't a thing. What I'm looking for is the real fix, the permanent fix. I'm looking to learn and understand my body, my metabolism and the life skills, the metabolic education that's going to enable me to be successful ongoing. So they're coming with all of those goals. I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. But usually we're kind of like that, that kind of next level or last stop for people who have tried the, the get fit quick schemes and realized that, <clears throat> that that's their buy now pay later. Yeah. And, and so they really, they want to know why, because, and I'll tell you, and again, spoiler, nothing's fair about metabolism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing's fair about it. And so the first thing I do, we, we have to break that down. It's like everybody says, it seems like I am X, Y, Z, and I should be experiencing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I got to stop you right there. You're a hundred percent right. And I feel the exact same way you do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the reality is there's nothing fair. There's no parity. There's no equality when it comes to human metabolisms. I got a, I got a gal right now. She weighs 113 pounds and she's eating easily 3,500 calories a day. Um, and if she, if she so much as misses a snack, she'll be a pound lighter the next day. 
that's her metabolic reality. Everybody just got really jealous. Yeah. Uh, it, right. We, we, we can't stand those people, right? That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. But no, she, she's a doll and she, you know, but that, that's her metabolic reality. I'll get off the phone with her and then I'll talk with my guy. I got it. He's uh, he's from San Francisco. Super nice guy. Super smart guy. Hard worker. Um, he, he gets on his elliptical uh, five to six days a week. He's eating about 1800 calories a day yeah. and he weighs 323 pounds. Wow. And I know what you're saying. Well, that doesn't matter up. Something's wrong. That doesn't, that doesn't seem possible. I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't seem possible. I, I hear you. I'm there with you, but that's his reality. He, he weighs 323 pounds and he's eating 1800 calories a day. And there's absolutely nothing fair about it. But what's worse is to go into it and tell him you're wrong. You must be lying. There must be something taking place that you're not telling me about yeah. when there isn't. That's just his current metabolic state. And you can, you can change your metabolism, not overnight, but it can be changed. People don't understand how that works. And that, that really do, dovetails into what our education and what I've tried to teach yeah. about. Um, and so I, I got a little, I got a little off topic. No, there, no, no, no. It was perfect. And I, and I actually want to, to dig in right there, but I do have one, uh, question. I don't even know if it's yeah. a question. It's just a, an, an <laughs> issue, you know, cause we're, we're talking about, well, again, you know, you've trained, uh, I saw that you, you've trained uh, green Bay quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, he's one of the, the highest NFL salaries ever is what I read. Uh, you know, a ridiculous one of amount the nicest of guys too. Uh, well, he's- solid guy. So when you talk about that though, talk about you're a personal trainer, you got these celebrities, high-end athletes, and it gets the perspective of, yeah, that's something that the rich and famous do. That's something that, you know, Thor, uh, goes and, and, and does to, to fulfill that role. <laughs> Did you right. See fat Thor. What's that? Spoilers alert. Did you see fat Thor? No. Oh, you haven't seen the next. Oh my God. No. I just thought that was hysterical and unexpected and I, I won't say anything. Well, great. Everybody just paused the podcast to go like, watch, oh, check yeah. that out now. Well, <laughs> it's not going to be released for about a week, so we should be good. Okay. okay no good. excuse. You can go see the show before. <laughs> well, you know, so they, but it's a luxury to some degree. It gets that perspective. And I have found, even with that though, I've found similar perspectives in regards to people who go to the gym, you know, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is, and hire a personal trainer for a few sessions at $50 per shot or 30 or whatever, but it still looked like as a luxury. Well, that's great for those people who have the time and the money, and that's for the rich and famous as well. Uh, you know, Zig Ziglar, he talked often testified to belonging to a gym and having a personal trainer, especially after he got to a time of life where he had gained a lot of weight and felt like it was a bad, it was bad for his credibility on personal development. So he went and did that. But you know, people will pay for here on the Ziggler show. People are pretty used to doing, I think going and paying for a business coach, paying for a counselor, even, or personal development coaching, going to a seminar, going to an event, but getting help on the physiology side, the physical side, it feels like it still gets put into that kind of a luxury and almost kind of an egotistical, you know, standpoint. And yet then we come and things catch up with us. Now we don't have any energy and I can't perform as a dad, as a husband, as a provider. And so it does get important, but I still see that, uh, there's almost like a guilt yeah. factor. Are you finding that? Yeah. Throw that out. No. Don't, don't do that. Uh, I've been, I've been so 
blessed to have a number of mentors and like financial advisors that I've even been uh, recently did another podcast with um, stacking Benjamins. Uh, th- those, those guys are great. I learned, I've been learning so much from them. And one of the things we talked about in that interview was y- your, um, your health bank account uh, you, in the, and your, your personal wellness and how, uh, we know the value of smart investing and we know the value of hard work and, uh, and diligence and determination. And if someone's asked, Hey, are you willing to invest in your health? Most people are willing to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you know, you die for what you love, but can you live for what you love? Because see, then what happens is you get stressed out at work and you, you got deadlines and pretty soon you skip lunch. And then on the way home, you, you, you hit the drive through or, you know, you, you go, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to work out, but I'll, I'll start tomorrow. Each time you do that and you're, you're selling health instead of buying it, hmm. buy health. There's no stock right now. There's no perfor- there's no uh, uh, item that you can invest in that is going to have a greater return than investing in your personal health. Now, I, I, as a motif, you, 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 this may crack you up, but I I actually tell because I, I do work with a lot of it. I work with everyday mom and pop people, grandparents that just want more energy for grandkids. This isn't a some some sort of high powered thing that's for just some rare elites that that isn't and and that doesn't represent our clientele either we have a few great stories but people that we work with are just people that recognize the impact of them reaching not just life goals and financial goals but but the role of health and fitness in that and and i have executives and ceos and one of the things that i i really pound into them is do your employees know how important health life balance is to you. In other words, are your workouts on your assistance calendar? Are, are your, does, does every one um, of your partners know that when you guys do a board meeting, that's going to be, you're going to be grabbing lunch, that it's not going to be at, you know, the pizza parlor because you're there. Are you, do you have a reputation for that? Because if you don't mm-hmm. start building one, I want you to be, and now I'm joking a little here, but I want you to be known as being that food snob. Like there, it's, it's not, it's not being a snob. It's really setting an example of what is a priority in your life, because it is so easy for that to, especially in the the American culture of go, go, go. It's so easy for that to slip away one day at a time without realizing. And I'm not speaking from the perspective of, you know, that ultra fit guy that always had it easy. And of course he stayed in shape and, you know, look, he's got great genetics. No, I'm I'm the guy that walked with a cane for nine years. Mm -hmm. I saw my way to the bottom of a few, uh, you know, Burger King bags. I I, I get it. I know how it, how, how, how you can get there. But let me tell you, it's worth it's worth the effort to, to really, to see that change and that transformation. Well, in, into what you said, you know, we've got a, um, a medical practice that I'm partner in a functional medicine practice. And generally people come here when they have had enough, they're at the end of the rope and frustrated. The word you used is, uh, is a key one. So I want to ask about some specifics here. You talk about that generally the people that come to you that you deal with 
uh, a portion of them are dealing with uh, lifestyle issues, kind of a, a strategy, strategic, I think is the word that you use, uh, issues, yep. and the others are metabolic. So I, I, at risk of sounding like uh, a little bit like the girl you talked about with the great metabolism. I mean, I, I've been a lifetime athlete. I was a pro athlete, always been active. Um, I pretty much over time as I, as I grew in knowledge, gotten my diet better and better. And so I'm good. And so I find myself, let's see, 2016. So I would have been about, uh, well, let's just say 2016. I would have been about 45 or whatever the math is, something like that. And at that point, and I'm, I haven't been an app, a pro athlete for you know decade or more uh, at this point, but still living a good lifestyle. And I'm about 12% body fat, which I'm, I'm pretty good there. And I actually wanted to get down to about 10 and it was nothing but vanity, uh, in truth. So, so there I am. Okay. And so, but there's I worse pursuits, that's good. There's worse pursuits, but I want, but I wanted to, I just want just for my own self image and my own vitality, I wanted to, to lose some more and little by little, and I didn't really even see it, Angela, but little by little, I started eating less um, because I, I can do that. I'm a foodie. I love good food. I love looking forward to, there's not, not, not a day goes by that I'm not looking forward to something I'm going to eat, but I can put it off. I can delay it. It can be at night and it can be a great meal and a great glass of wine. And I can put it off mm -hmm. so that throughout the day, I'm not eating a lot of calories and I'm definitely not eating crap food. I started on a trajectory and, uh, I started eating less. Uh, I was working out a lot. I started, uh, I did, did a good amount of fasting, um, uh, from three day from total fast, three day fast to yeah. intermittent fasting. I could intermittent fast my entire life, just not eat till lunch or even mm -hmm, later. Mm -hmm, um, I actually feel good. I feel good mentally. I mm -hmm. feel good physically. So I'm doing that thinking that's great. Then I just thought well, I'm going to do keto as well. So I'm intermittent fasting <laughs> and doing strict <laughs> keto. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you're laughing at me. There you go. There no, you go. No, it's not no, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you because here's the deal. February, 2019, which as of this recording, just a few months ago, I finally hit 20% body fat. Yeah. Uh, I went the wrong way. 20%. Uh, now I'm, I'm still feeling yeah, pretty yeah, good yeah, overall, yeah. but it's obviously not working for me. And of course I'm working with you guys now and, uh, and Megan, one of your trainers there. And she's like, yeah, that's pretty stereotypical. Matt. I have slowed down my metabolism to a yeah. crawl uh, apparently. Yeah. And here I am now, again, we were talking with people out here with severe, you know, aches and pains and energy and life threatening stuff. And I'm not that, but it is, right. I'm, I'm, I'm here and we're doing this show because I see a lot of people. I think a lot of people in the Ziegler audience, I'd say in the personal development word world, they've gotten some knowledge about health and wellness. They're probably not eating to the bottom of the Burger King bag that often, at least. So they're doing it less, right? They're buying more healthy food, organic food. They're cooking at home more. I'm about to do, uh, another promo for one of the home meal delivery kit, uh, companies. And I think those are great too. So we got people doing the right things. They they've heard Zig talk about, you know, a mailbox. He, his thing is, a um, uh, you know, start, start exercising. Just yep. go around the block and the next day, yep. go one mailbox more and the next I day one. That. So they're I getting that. that. And yet so many of them are, like you said, not seeing the results. And then you get to the point of frustration, which I did. I'll tell you that February, 2019. And I finally did my, my little test, 20% body fat. I threw the keto diet out. I threw the fasting diet out, man, I'm just going to go eat whatever, which I did for a couple of weeks. Uh, and I, I'm sure a lot of people have gotten there, but they'd rather say what? 
what can I do? And here we are now to the personalized aspect of this. Yeah. Kevin, let's, I see let's you ready to go. Okay. okay. I'm ready to go. So this is, this is really good. So this actually dovetails into that. The fifth of the six things that we, we look at day one, mm-hmm. starting with someone. So l- let me first start by saying, I have seen every single strategy work. I've seen every program out there, every strategy, because everybody says, oh, that's not good. This is wrong. This is right. Let me tell you the truth. I've seen every program work at some point for someone. The hard part is what's the right strategy for you? Yeah. So you mentioned quite a number of different strategies mm-hmm. and all those uh, are, are um, founded in science and they're uh, creating a, there's a cause and effect and there's a, a an equal reaction to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about understanding what tool you're using and why the illustration I use for people all the time when it comes to what should I do is a keto cycle fasting. Should I do, you know, fruits and vegetables? Do I do high protein? I mean, you name it, go on and on. It's, it's like walking into a, a mechanic shop and, and asking the mechanic who's working on your car. It's like, yeah, hey, I was just wondering what's the best tool. Mm-hmm. I see you have a screwdriver and you have a wrench mm-hmm. because I've been reading some really great stuff about wrenches. It's the wrong question. Every tool can work if it's applied right and it's Mm -hmm. for the right job. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know which tools we're going to use with our clients until we do the diagnostics. And we call that baseline testing. And now this gets back to the reference you made about strategic or metabolic. So this is basically a categorizing system that we use to determine which bucket do you fall into? And there's two main buckets. So the first one is strategic. Mm-hmm. So if you if we determine based on our testing, and I'll explain that testing process in a moment, we determine you're a strategic client. That means that in general, your body will respond well to consistency with clean eating, good nutrition, regular exercise, et cetera. Guess what? About 80, 85% of the population fall into that bucket. In other words, just you have to just do it. Now, mm-hmm. by the way, doing it is not a decision. This is important. It's not a decision. It is a decision, but it's a, it's a no-brainer decision. Hey, raise your hand if you want to get health, healthy and fit. Everybody raises their hand. Everybody mm-hmm. chooses to. The problem is then moving forward, do you or don't you lack the skill set required to participate in that process? And we are not born with the knowledge how to do that. We're born with the knowledge how to multitask and live life in this hyper, you know, uh, social media and and just uh, uh, information overload society that we're in right now. And that doesn't take into consideration the critical strategies for fitness, health, transformation, shopping, food prep, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you don't know how to do it right, it feels like, too much of a time commitment. It feels insurmountable. It's too big of a project. If you have the skill, if you have a good coach that's teaching you one skill at a time, you're going to get better and better and it's going to get easier and easier. And so that's where we initially focus for people who fall under that category of strategic. Mm -hmm. Now, what you 
acknowledged you gave a nod to is people that fall into the metabolic category. Now, now I'm going to say a greater percentage of our clients fall into this category because we're kind of uh, known for the more deeper level diagnostics mm-hmm. and diving in with people that frankly have serious, you know, broken metabolisms, and they've been struggling with this. So we do get a disproportionately high amount of people in that category. But if you were to walk out to the corner of the street, and and grab 10 people off the street, eight of them will respond to simple tactics when it comes to improved diet, improved exercise activity, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But now for that 20%, 20% are already eating clean, they're already in some way, shape or form, implementing some intake restriction or management. They're already active or exercising to a reasonable ability. And yet they are stalled Mm -hmm. and frustrated because it doesn't seem fair yet. Here they are. And they're told, well, if you just do this, you're going to see great results. And like, I'm already doing that. What's the deal? So when we baseline test, we can immediately pick out those individuals who are stalled because they are metabolic. And so what that means is there's two ways, and I'm just using weight loss as the vehicle sure, here, sure. but this applies to any goal you have. So there's, there's two different types of individuals and the approach to how we get them to lose weight is different. For individual A, consistency is key, managing, restricting in some way intake, getting more active, that's, that's the path to get them at least from point A to point B and then rinse and repeat. For people that have a slow metabolism, that path will not work. The only way we're going to get them to the next level to see progress, measurable progress, is by speeding their metabolism first. In other words, there's not enough leverage otherwise. If you have somebody, I get people come to me, it's like, well, well, what are you eating? Well, I'm eating, you know, tofu and broccoli for lunch. And I'm having, you know, a rice cake with, with some vegetables for dinner. Like, what am I going to take out of that? What am I going to take away? There's no leverage there. So instead, what we have to do is speed their metabolism first. Mm-hmm. And it can be done. It absolutely can be done. I can prove it. <laughs> this isn't just talk. Yep. I have the data and I have the real life experience, but I can just, we can walk through almost like a mental experiment. So if we accomplish nothing else today, I would love the listeners to at least have another train of thought when they think of what the metabolism is. Okay. So when we think of metabolism, we envision, you know, the, the guy on the cover of runner's magazine or the couple jogging through the park. And, and, that, and that's, that's a great snapshot. And there's nothing wrong with that fast metabolisms, but I, I want to give you kind of a, an alternate way of looking at things. You want to know who have the fastest metabolisms on the planet? Hmm. Have you ever seen those shows? The like you, they're on like discovery health and you know, the, the 900 pound man getting taken out of his house on the crane and the, these, these poor people are just in a really, you know, hard situation. I don't know if you've ever seen those or not, yeah, yeah. but and then it shows, you know, and this is you know, the, the Hollywood effect. And, you know, uh, I think we could do without some of this, but, you know, it'll pan over and you'll see, you know, oh, you know 16,000 calories of food they consume in just one day. And we think of these people in our, in our mind, we're thinking, okay, there's somebody with a broken metabolism. And the reality is based on physiology and how our bodies actually work, these people have 
blazing fast metabolisms. So the, the, the nutritionists, the dietitians, the, the, the teams that work with these people, they'll, they'll put them on something like, you know, five, 6,000 calories a day. And, and these guys will lose 10 pounds a day with that. Now it's fluid water. There's, you know, principle here is what I want to focus right, on. Right. But, you know, so here, here's the question, Kevin, how many pounds a day would you lose if I had you eating 6,000 calories a day? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I throw up to begin with. Uh, right. So, so, you know, I mean, you got Michael Phelps, you got, you know, you got the, the, the ultra marathoners and the, the cyclists and these guys, you know, yeah, they have blazing fast metabolisms, but even their metabolisms pale in comparison to, and, and the reason, because fundamentally your metabolism has one job and that is to adapt, to acclimate to your intake level in an effort, whether it succeeds or not in an effort to slow down or stop weight gain or weight loss because you can't survive. The body can't live in a perpetual state of ongoing increasing mass. Obviously, we can't survive if we ongoing decrease our mass. If we lose weight and then lose more and more and more, we waste away and die, right? right? So your metabolism is there kind of as that safeguard to protect against that by throttling up and throttling down. So a fast metabolism is really in response to what we're conditioning it to. I've, I've done this seminar now I've, I've been giving for, uh, oh, oh, wow, oh my gosh, almost two decades. I'm used to saying over a decade, almost two decades now. We'll always pick someone out of the crowd. Usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll grab a petite gal that's in, in the front of the crowd, okay, Julie here, you know, she, she won't be embarrassed to speak up. Um, so, so I'll say, okay, you know, Julie, how, how much do you weigh? You know, she raised me, I weigh 120 pounds. Um, what would happen, Julie, if we changed nothing about your diet or exercise, except you ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, a thousand calories a day, every night before you go to bed and everybody laughs. And Julie always says, well, I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And I said, okay, so but putting that aside, you know, you'd probably start gaining weight, right? She goes, yeah, I gain weight. I said, okay, you've lived in your body your entire life. You are the expert on your body. How much weight would you gain in a month? And invariably, whoever I pick out, she will always say, I'd probably gain five to 10 pounds. And I say, perfect. If you kept eating that pint of ice cream every night before bed, how much would you gain in one year? And she'll stop, she'll think about it. And with rare exception, she will almost always say, I'd probably gain 15 to 20 pounds. Now, you may not be a metabolic expert. I do consider myself somewhat of an expert. I've been, I've put a minute into this. And I'm going to tell you that's about accurate, give or take. It's probably about accurate. Here's the problem. Let's do the math on that. A thousand calories a night. That's 7,000 calories a week. If there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, that's two pounds a week, 52 weeks in a year, 104 pounds. And then I'll turn to the audience and I'll say, do me a favor. I want you to raise your hand if you think that Julie here would gain 104 pounds in one year from eating that extra thousand calories a night. And interesting no one raises their hand. Nobody thinks that because just intuitively, logically, life ex- exp- experience wise, we know better. There's no way she'd gain 104 pounds in a year. 
that can only mean one thing. It means her metabolism actually sped up as she ate more. I say, now, now don't go home and say the takeaway is Mr. Poley told me. Yeah, I'm getting, I know where I'm going after this interview. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, that because that, trust me, the 20 she is going to gain, she's not going to love, right? Right. Uh, but the point is, your metabolism acclimates because that's the only other way. If it didn't adjust from where it was today, mathematically, she would gain 104 pounds, but it doesn't say static. It's going to respond to that. So likewise, the opposite is true. And that's why it seems like this whole weight loss concept is so frustrating. If you were to strand 100 people on an island and put them on rations, give them rations to eat 1500 calories a day, you have young people, old people, big people, little people. A year later, they get rescued from the island. They were all eating 1500 calories a day. Every one of them has a new metabolic set point of exactly 1500 calories a day. They all survive on 1500 calories a day because if they don't, they don't come off the island. Mm -hmm. They die. So it works both ways. When you restrict your metabolism does its job and manages to find a way to make all the processes, both chemical, biological, everything in your body, more efficient to keep you upright. And when you eat more, your metabolism responds to that. Make your body more efficient to burn more to keep you upright. So if we start by thinking of metabolism in those terms, we see there's a little bit more strategy than just, hey, I'm going to eat a little less this week and I'm going to exercise a little more. There's, there's more moving parts to that, but it's not something that can't be deciphered. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we baseline test. Did, did you do that with Megan? Uh-huh. Did she, okay. So that baseline test is, is essentially a, a template meal plan that we've used for thousands and thousands of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's basically a control diet, a benchmark control diet where I know exactly how many calories you're eating, what the macronutrient breakdown of those meals, the frequency, the timing, the glycemic load, and, and all of the, the items that go into it. Um, and, you know, different lifestyles and food preferences we can adapt. But basically what we're going to have is a controlled diet. And it's not designed to help you gain weight, lose weight, or do anything. It's simply designed as a baseline to see how you respond to it. And, Kevin, you would be shocked. You can have... 10 guys, all of similar build, 10 women, all similar age and circumstance and body type. They'll all do this baseline diet with completely different results. Mm-hmm. I, got, I had one guy who lost five pounds in three days. Well, that gave me all the information I needed to know because I knew exactly what he was taking. So I know exactly what our next steps are. I had a guy who gained two pounds on the baseline meal plan. And that's not great. But at least I can have an open and candid conversation with him based on factual data, not hypothetics. Yeah. And say, okay, here's the reality. On your baseline meal plan, we were actually gaining weight, which tells me where your metabolism is, which means here's what we're going to start with. Here's what we're going to graduate to. And here's what we're going to be in three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks, et cetera, uh, based on the data that we have. And so baseline testing and, and not guessing but working off of real world data, 
that's the key. And, and that is why those who are engaged get such great results. There's no gimmicks. There's no, you know, the infomercial at two in the morning, quick and easy, just, you know, this isn't quick yeah. or easy. This is hard. But if we're doing it based on your personal info and how your body responds, we're going to land on the right strategy. And that's the key. Well, and I'm hoping people just got a big wake up call in regards to metabolism, because again, when you look at that, you know, the strategic folks, the, the, the strategic demographic, the metabolic demographic, I'm going to venture to say that those folks who are listening here at Ziggler, again, we've got people who are pursuing personal development overall. So I'm going to say they're a higher propensity or, or, or a higher uh, uh, percentage of demographic that are doing that. The ones that are not getting results based that they think they should based on what they're doing. I'm going to say we're going to have a lot higher percentage that this is a specific, uh, this is, this is a big call out, uh, for them. And again, you know, for me, and I'll, and I'll tell you at the time of this recording, I am not quite six weeks into this. Megan thinks I'm going to be, it's going to be a 90 day process for me to really see some difference because I was doing so I was eating super clean. I was exercising a lot. And so my changes mainly I am eating. I don't even know, man. It's like double the food. I feel like <laughs> that's all I do is eat. Matter of fact, we're, I'm gonna to, we're going to stop here because I have to go get my allotted feeding. <laughs> that's why I tell my wife, it's time for one of my feedings again, honey. I got to go. So I'm eating a lot of food, which, you know, I do dig, I do enjoy food and I have gained a little muscle. I've lost a little body fat, but she says she thinks the best is still to come. Uh, my, I'll tell you my strength. I did a mountain bike ride yesterday and I felt like Thor actually. Uh, so I'm oh, looking awesome. Yeah, I so, love so energy that. and strength is a big one, uh, that I'm looking at, but I do want to ask you on this. I mean, I, I grew up on the, in the personal development industry as a kid, it was around 1984. My dad in some of his entrepreneurial meanderings bought a fitness center. So all of a sudden, yeah, I'm like 15 years old, 14, 15, something like that. Uh, and, uh, and he owns a health club. So I'm, I'm in there, man. He's got, you know, people, these health and wellness or, or, or fitness folks working for him and just inundated with the tidal wave of solutions, you know, for what, man, this was back when they had the thing that you stood on with the big belt that jiggles all your fat away. You know? uh, yeah, oh well, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of the, there was a, yeah, exactly. There's a couple <laughs> of those still in that, in that place That's when he awesome. bought it, but so many, uh, purported, you know, solutions and, you know, fast forward to today and we're still, it feels like this insatiable, uh, uh, uh appetite for the next magic pill, the next, whatever, do you think, I'm hoping that we're finally at a, at a dawning of age where people realize, man, there is no magic pill. One, um, it is a holistic, comprehensive approach and also that it is highly individual, which I'm sure there's some people who are doing a lot of things that are hearing this and it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. God, man, this, this explains it, but there's some others too going. So it's, it's that complex. So I, there's no hope of me getting one size fits all thing and finding, you know, that I'm going to have to go really dig deep because it is individual, which we would all agree to on the personal development side. You know, we right, can't all do right. that. Yep. And it's the same way. Okay. Uh, so I can't, so I'm, I'm going to give that one my, you know, the college try. I'm going to give that one my best swing. So mm -hmm. let me try and explain why there are so much, the, the pills, the quick, the gimmicks, gimmicks out there. They're not all, you know, evil. They're not all bad. Here, here's what they are. Um, they're taking a factual truth um, and and exploiting the fact that something may be factual, but not necessarily relevant. 
I'm going to tell you what's relevant. That's good. What's relevant is contrast. And I'm going to circle right back to that. Um, You've heard green tea extract, all right, or, or, or doing, you know, cayenne pepper, you know, speed your metabolic rate. That is a true statement. It is true to the extent that this statement is true. Blinking your eyes faster speeds your metabolic rate. That is also true. And what these, both of these statements have in common is they're both irrelevant. Mm. It's, they're both true. And neither, neither one of those strategies are bad, insidious in any way, but they're just not relevant. Here's what's relevant, That's the big right. picture. And I don't mean don't go into, there's lots of good supplements and herbs. and There's great stuff out there. And I, I, and I even use some um, supplementation, but that, that's not, that, that's the, the 5%, right? Yeah. That's not the main entree. Here's the main entree, leverage, contrast. So let me give you a sneak peek at what Megan is doing with you. So you were cyclical fasting. You were doing ketogenics. Um, that means that basically you were coming in already in a state where, you know, what are you going to take away? It's not that reducing carbs isn't effective. It's highly effective. It's one of our four main levers, but it's only effective if you're used to eating lots of carbs first. It doesn't mean meal timing and those strategies can't have an impact, but if you've already been doing it, you've gotten what you're going to get out of it, continuing to do the same thing. Your body's already like, Hey, I'm good. I've got it. We're here. It's not going to continue to transform. So what Megan is doing with you right now is she's gradually forcing your metabolic rate up. Mm -hmm. She's making you eat more Mm -hmm. and she's not doing it over one meal because if you did it over one meal, it's harder to uh, prevent some of that from being stored as body fat. So a lot of people say, well, why do you have to eat so often? Well, you don't have to eat so often, but if my primary objective at this point in our strategy is to force your metabolic rate up. It's so much easier for me to add calories and or carbohydrates to do that. And it's so much easier for me to do it spread out over multiple meals versus just one or two big meals um, effectively. So there's a little bit of behind the scenes Um, to each person. Of course, we have to customize based on what they have going on. But what she's doing is she's towing you up to speed and you're going to see a a little bit more lean mass, probably a little bit less body fat. You're probably going to be in about weight maintenance. But you're going to be surprised at how if she increases every just few days, a little bit at a time, your metabolism will do its job and acclimate and close that gap. And pretty soon you're going to turn around and you're going to be like, ah, I'm eating all these carbs and I'm eating so many times a day and I'm eating all these calories. And then she's going to say, guess what? Now I'm going to chop you down and we're going to take out a huge swath of carbohydrates or calories or whatever it is all in one shot. And that's just going to rock your system. Because it's not what you eat per se, it's the delta, the difference, the contrast between what you've got your body used to and what we change it to. And so case in point, when I'm doing these, uh, like, like I'll work with folks every year, I take a handful of, of my clients to, uh, uh, to physique shows. Uh, that's a very, very, I mean, maybe one out of 500 people that call me up are like, Hey, I want, I want to be a bodybuilder, but the sport of physique and, and, uh, fitness, bikini figure, all, all of that is, is growing in popularity. And so every year <clears throat> we'll be at the show. Somebody will, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> somebody will come up to me and say, Mr. Pauly, your athletes look amazing. What do you have a meeting? And it's like, well, how long do you have? This is a bit of a strategy to this, but I give them the tongue in cheek answer, you know, boiled chicken and broccoli. Like, oh, if I eat boiled chicken and broccoli, am I going to look like that? Nope. nope. 
<laughs> and here's why, because I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, there's nothing. Boiled chicken broccoli is great. Uh, it's not the boiled chicken and broccoli. It's the, it's that the last six months I have been towing her metabolic rate up to where she was eating more and more and more and training, of course. And in that period, we just completely remodeled how her metabolism is working fundamentally. Then when I take her from this super high carb, super high calorie intake and chop her down to boiled chicken and broccoli, that's why the fat just incinerated off of her in preparation for wow. her show today and what you see on stage. Now, when people call me up, you know, a fitness show is the farthest thing from their mind, typically. But I'm going to imply the same principles, whether you're competing for, you know, the, the next spot on the football team or whether you're simply wanting to be in shape for your your vacation with the family. Uh, it doesn't change the battleground. And so that's where the specificity comes yeah. in. So, of course, we make it light, more tolerable and, and from a lifestyle with an eye to ongoing strategies. But the same principle of cycling your metabolic rate up followed by um, cutting cycles where we're actually going to decrease purposefully. Um, and there's tricks of the trade. That's why it goes back to that lifestyle. For example, I, I'm always asking my clients, what meals do you take socially? And the reason that I want to know that is because I'm going to purposefully position more of your calories and or carbohydrates into the meals you take socially um, than the meals. Like That's why I love snacks. I love snacks. You know why? Because I can tell, you know, if, if I tell my, you know, executive A or B, you know, Johnny at dinner, you have to eat X, Y, Z, you know, when you're out with the guys, that's really hard to do. But if I say, I want you to have two tablespoons of almond butter and half an apple at two 30 in the afternoon, what's he going to say to that? No, I refuse. Mm -hmm. look, look, you can do that. Yeah. Right. I, I can have control over those. So I'm going to figure out where we're going to put those ingredients. And that that's really the whole uh, beauty that is working with an expert whose sole job is to focus on getting you from point A to point B. And circling back to that unfairness, if somebody just says, I want to improve my health and, and fitness, uh, the table stakes are lower. We can do it. We can do that quickly. If you say, I want to lose 30 pounds, I want to drop 10% body fat, and I want friends and family to not recognize me when they see me next, mm -hmm. that takes another layer of specificity. Mm -hmm. And there's no right or wrong. What do you want to accomplish? And there's that strategy session going back to, and once we've defined that, all I'm going to do is hold you accountable to what you've already determined is a priority in your life. And people are, Kevin, people are good. People, people are, are great. And when it seems like they're not, it's usually just what you're not seeing going on in the background. Yeah. People are good, but they're stressed. They're under pressure. They have anxiety. They, ha they have challenges in their life. And they're just doing the best they can to get along. And so if, if we remember that and we take that into consideration, um, Extremes are bad, but strategy, strategy is good. We hold people to that strategy. Anyhow, I, I no, I like that. Extremes, <laughs> extremes are bad. Strategies are good. 
That might be a show title right there. I'll write that down. Um, man, what you spoke to right there is really a great anchor to this show and to why you're here. I think we have so many people who are doing so well. They're doing so good. They have great intent. They are, they're willing to be disciplined. They're willing to make a sacrifice, uh, but so often not seeing the results. I, that's, that's my heart for this show is to help those folks finally get results to help me. I am, hey, I'm, a, I'm the, the, the chief student here and to help me get the results as well. Because when we look at this and we talk about the different things and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to look good for my wife, uh, for sure. And to, to make my kids feel like they got a, a nice, you know, vibrant dad who can go do whatever they want to yeah. do physically with them. But I, for me, it comes out of, of ultimately, I have a lot I want to do and I want to do it well. I want to write a good book. I want to craft a good show. Nice. I want to build a great business. I want to be there to help my kids build their great things in their lives. And so I feel that critical need to be well physiologically so I can be psychologically. And uh, I think that's where a lot of our folks fall here. That's why I've got you on the show, man. I appreciate what you're doing, Angelo. I appreciate that you've taken and what you were doing as an individual and now spreading it out through the met pro plan. Uh, I think this is going to be a big benefit. I think a lot of people, folks are going to get a benefit just from hearing the show alone, period end of story. If they don't do anything with you and met pro, and I know that that's your heart, but those who want to, of course, we'll give them the information to dig in there, man. But thank you awesome. uh, for doing what you do. Thanks for your heart in this. I feel a, a kindred spirit with you and appreciate you giving <laughs> us your time and your energy here on the show. The honor has been mine, Kevin. Thank you. All right, friends, I'm hoping many of you just heard really good news and have some hope for your physical being and its progress. If you've listened to many shows, you know, I put a big value on physical wellness as it's our physical body. That's the vehicle for all we do, all our hopes and desires. So here's to you making headway with your physiological health. Coming up in episode 684, we have our Q and a show and the title is change your mindset, change your behavior, change your life. Personal growth requires mastery and it's mastery over our subconscious. If you have experienced true personal growth, you did it by claiming some victory over the predominant power of your brain. You'll understand this fully. If you listen to show number 679 with John Asaraf, where he schooled us in what is really going on with our brains and minds when we try to change our habitual course from this perspective, I asked this question to our Ziegler audience. What is your most significant personal growth achievement? Well, as people posted their responses, I asked many for details and clarifications. And the result was a truly in-depth look at how people have overcome themselves to achieve a truly great thing in their life. Uh, and then to knock it out of the park, I had the brain master himself, John Asraf, join me to talk through the comments. This is why our Q&A shows are getting more downloads than any other shows uh, getting answers to your questions from the experts themselves is just tremendous till then folks. Thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 